This episode is brought to you by Quests for Authenticity, a confidence coaching program that uses D&D to help you become just as confident in real life as your characters are at the game table. Visit www.questsforauthenticity.com to learn how the program helps people stop being an NPC in somebody else's story and become the hero of their own, or to take a free quiz that will stat you as a level one character in real life. Welcome to the Compendium, a resource designed to help you spend less time learning D&D and more time actually playing. Uh, then you have the Grave Domain, uh, Osiris, Hades, Anubis, uh, uh, are good examples of this. Uh, they get things like False Life, Bane, Gentle Repose, Raised Dead, Anti-Life Shell, a lot of crossover with the Death Domain. Uh, they're a little bit different though, because at first level, they gain the ability to manipulate the line between death and life. So the Death Cleric is trying to help you die. These guys are like, eh, it's wishy-washy that line. Uh, when it you would depends nor- on what I need from you right now. <laughs> Yes. When you would normally roll one or more die to restore hit points with a spell to a creature who is at zero hit points, you can instead use the highest number possible for each die. So they'll heal you, but you got to die first. Mm. (laughs) Which makes a lot of sense. They also get the cantrip Spare the Dying, which uh, has can be cast as a bonus action for them, which is kind of fun. And they also get Eyes of the Grave uh, when, as an action, they can open their awareness to ma- magically detect undead. Um, and they can know the location of any undead within 60 feet, uh, beh- as long as they're not behind any cover, uh, which is kind of fun. Uh, they can use it uh, uh, many times equal to their Wisdom modifier uh, per long rest, which means if you're looking for a vampire in a masquerade ball, he can find him. Just because. Um, their channel of divinity uh, is a, called Path to the Grave, uh, which is nice. As mm-hmm. an action, choose one creature you can see within 60, 30 feet uh, and curse it until the end of your next turn, which means it is cursed until the end of the next turn. You don't have yeah, to curse at it for a whole turn. Yeah. <laughs> Although I've played at your tables before. There's people I know that would actually do that. They take yeah. it as a challenge. Um, the next time you or an ally hits the cursed creature with an attack, the creature has vulnerability to the, all of that attack's damage. And then the curse ends. So if you've got a rogue or a paladin on your party, this is the team up you've been waiting for. Um, Sentinel at death's door, uh, where you can help somebody to um, uh, to uh, turn a crit into a normal hit, uh, potent spellcasting, and then they have Keeper of Souls as their capstone. They can uh, seize a trace of vitality from a parting soul and use it to heal the living. When an enemy dies within 60 feet of you, you are one creature of your choice uh, within that same range, uh, gains hit points equal to the enemy's number of hit dice. And you can do it once uh, per turn. So you can just reap those souls and keep your party up. It's like the real life version of video games where they drop little balls of XP uh, that you, <laughs> you get to go yeah. pick up. Yeah, but it's life, <laughs> and, and it just like gets sucked into your character, and you see yeah. your health bar go up. You're like, yeah, um, exactly. Uh, then we have knowledge domain. I'll go a little bit faster. Uh, people who are just all about knowledge. Uh, Thoth is a good one here. Ogma from D and D is another one. Um, Hephaestus would also be good here. They get things like identify, augury, speak with dead, uh, scrying, legend, lore. Uh, they also become proficient in uh, two of these, Arcana, History, Nature, or Religion, and your proficiency is 
bonus is doubled for any ability check using either of those skills, which is kind of fun. Their channel divinity is knowledge of the ages. Um, you can, uh, as an action, tap into a well of divine knowledge. And for 10 minutes, you have proficiency with a chosen skill or tool. You can just make yourself temporarily proficient with anything. You just know how to use it. Um, they also get another one later on at sixth level called Read Thoughts. As an action, you can choose a creature. Uh, if they fail their wisdom save, uh, you can uh, read it surface thoughts. Uh, you can also use things like suggestion to uh, uh, to make them more potent. And then at uh, 17th level, their capstone ability is visions of the past. You can call up visions of the past that relate to an object uh, uh, that you hold or an immediate surroundings. So you can literally like, go into like a murder scene and just go, okay, what happened here? You can spend a minute in meditation and prayer and then receive a dreamlike shadowy glimpses of what had happened here or what had happened around this object, uh, which is pretty cool. And it, uh, you can use it once per short or long rest. That's really fun. That could be, that could be put really well to use in a like unsolvable puzzle that you give yeah. your characters, specifically knowing that one of your, your players has this ability yeah exactly uh or set up situations just so they can use that and feel yeah. cool which is awesome uh there's light domain uh lathander uh apollo would be good ones for these they get things like burning hands fairy fire fireball wall of fire flame strike you're noticing the theme it's just the fire domain <laughs> yeah it, it's it's the uh uh the guy you know who has the cool Zippo lighter always, that's this cleric. Uh, they gain the light cantrip. They don't already have it uh, for free. Um, they get something called warding flare at first level where they can basically give disadvantage on an attack roll to one of their friends. Um, and then their channel divinity is called Radiance of the Dawn. Uh, you can, as an action, present your holy symbol and uh, any magical darkness within 30 feet of you is just gone regardless of level magical uh, darkness mm -hmm. oh yeah i know uh and then each hostile creature within 30 feet of you when you do this has to make a constitution saving throw uh or take 2d 10 plus your cleric level uh, of radiant damage uh they get some improved spell casting improved flare and then corona of light is their capstone uh corona being that edge yeah. of super super <laughs> bright virus. super hot oh no, my god can we just no. move on now i don't want to do this anymore Absolutely i just want to go no on to note your debate we know of associated with that word it does not imply any of those things <laughs> which is an area of super hot bright light around a body of uh of of fire like the sun <sighs> uh you can use your action to activate this aura that lasts for a minute uh it emits emits bright light for 60 feet and 30 feet dim beyond that uh enemies in the bright light have disadvantage on saving throws against any spell that deals fire or radiant damage pretty cool not as blown away as some of the other ones but still super neat uh, yeah, the nature domain, uh, so things like Pan uh, or Demeter would be good ones for this as well. They get things like Speak with Animals, Animal Friendship, uh, Spike Growth, uh, Grasping Vine, Insect Plague, you know, the usual. 
Um, at first level, they can learn a druid cantrip of their choice. It doesn't count against anything. And they can also become proficient in one of these skills, animal handling, nature, and survival. They also gain proficiency with heavy armor. Their channel divinity, uh, if you listen to Adventure Zone, this one comes into play. They can charm animals or plants. Uh, they can present their holy symbols in action, invoke the name of their deity, and every beast or creature that you can see within 30 feet has to make a wisdom saving throw. I don't know how you make wisdom saving throws for plants, um, but if it fails... It would just automatically fail? Yeah, I'm going to guess it's real low. Um, they're charmed by you for one minute or until they take damage, and it's friendly to you and other creatures that you I feel designate. like this is the anti-Snow White. It's like, no, mm. you will pay attention to me. Yeah, the, the 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 plants and the animals aren't coming to the aid because they care about her and they love her. They're coming to the aid because they are being forced to against their will. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. There's, there's some implications with all this, and their capstone's called Master of Nature, which makes sense. Uh, at seventeenth level, you can gain the ability to command animals and plant creatures. Uh, while creatures are charmed by your ability, you can take a bonus action on your turn to verbally command each of those creatures what to do on its next turn. Thanks for equipping the compendium. We hope you enjoyed listening in to the conversation this week. If you haven't done so already, it would help us out if you take a minute to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a good review. We hope to see you back in a few days for the next episode where we'll be continuing our discussion delving further into the world of D&D.